Oh Jesus, not our humanity, God, not just what we feel, but Lord, what thus saith the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we just lift him up a little more? Can we lift him up a little more? God, you're so good to us. Okay. All right. I'm in now. I'm in now. 
yard sale coming up. Is it cold? It's a little chilly. Everybody else is cold but you. The guys say it's good, the ladies say it's cold. And I'm on blood thinners, so I don't count. Does everybody have your papers now? Everybody's got papers, everyone has pens. All right, so just real quick, we'll go into how this test works. It, you, some of you have taken this before, some have not. But kind of how this works is there are 90 some odd questions, 96 questions. And you have a questionnaire sheet. And you answer question one, where question one is, question two, three, four, uh, and, and so on. Now, at the end of taking your test, uh, we're going to add the numbers up this way. Y'all see that? This way. Don't <laughs> add all these up. No. Add this way and put your total. Okay? And, and the more total you have, correct? The more total you have, the more in that gift that you score. And uh, why is that important? You'll hear me talk about this a few times tonight. Why is that important? You know, I know when I was uh, a young man, just graduated high school, and seeking after uh, what I was supposed to do in life, I, I didn't even really, I, I didn't know the Lord and the fullness of truth at that time, but seeking to do something for God I, I, I was kind of lost in what I wanted to do. Anybody ever find yourself at that place? And, you know, you think, well, do I want to be a, do, do some, do I want to join the military? And some are like, do I want to be a, a nurse? Or do I want to be an engineer? Or do I want to be an accountant or a counselor? Or whatever you wanted to be, uh, how many knew what you wanted to be at 20 years old? One, two. You wanted to be a two. You knew that. That's that's good. See, I didn't know what. I, I wanted to be a lot of things. <laughs> and, 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 and so I, it was hard for me to condense down. Uh, it's like I was really good at math, but I did not want to do math. Like it, it wasn't. I was really good at it. But it wasn't what I enjoyed. And it, it, so this, we're kind of shifting over into the kingdom of God a little bit. But I feel like if we can learn what we want to do in the kingdom and what God wants to do in our lives and what gifts he's given us, I also believe that that will translate not only in the church and in the kingdom, but it will translate into what we're doing in life. It will help us come to a revelation more of who we are. And how we're gifted and talented, what we're called to do, what we're meant to do, and then perhaps uh, shift some of that. You know, sometimes it, it's easy to find yourself in life. Uh, what's the number one thing? If you're, if you're, let's just throw an age out there. If you're 22 years old, you don't have a job, and you're looking for a job, what is the number one thing you're looking for? In a job. Bills, 
How much they're paying money? Anybody? Something for nothing. Hours. Days off. Yeah. Hours. Pay vacations. Pay vacations. Now, pay vacations, that kind of goes along with pay day, days off. That's kind of scheduled. So I'm hearing the biggest push, money. All right, we got some teenagers in here with us. What's, what's the biggest thing? Money. That's what you're looking for. So if Chick-fil-A is paying $25 an hour, and, uh, and, and let's say across town that Applebee's is paying $30 an hour, and hold on, I'm not finished yet, and uh, Burger King is paying $50 an hour. Where are you going to work? Burger King. Burger King. Burger King. Why? Because $50 an hour at the end of the day makes a difference. But when you get in there, now hear me. First of all, here's what happens. I'll just go ahead and warn you. Of that $50 an hour that you're making now, and, and when you bring home your paycheck, your paycheck at Chick-fil-A compared to your paycheck at Burger King may not be an extravagant difference. Because that, and I'm not saying you don't want more money an hour, but the more money an hour you make, the more money an hour the federal government wants, the state government wants, the FICA wants, and, and, and so then, then you find yourself at the place then you find yourself at the place that you're not happy there. Anybody ever been stuck in a job? You had to have the money. You had to have the money, but you hated where you were. Absolutely. And is that how you want to spend your whole life? Or would you rather spend your life... Don't, don't misunderstand me. Working a job, I mean, at some point in time, it becomes a job, right? I mean, no matter how much you love it, it, it it's still at some point in time, uh, I, I, I will say, except pastor, I never really call this a job. This is a calling. But but when you're working and what you're doing, it, no matter how much you love it, at some point in time, it is work. And it is it brings on stress and all of those things. But still and yet, why is it important for you to find out what your gifts and what your talents are? So you feel fulfilled. You, when, when, you, when you punch the clock each day, when you clock out at the end of the day, you want to go home as tired as you may be, as exhausted as you might be, you want to sit in your chair and feel fulfilled. Right? The satisfaction. And, and money is important. It's got, we got to pay our bills. But at the end of the day, is money that much more important than actually enjoying what you do? Anybody? Christina says, no, money's not more important than enjoying your job. Now, how many would, would counter that and say, you know, I might lean toward the money? Jay? Yeah, the money? The money? You can enjoy life more than your job. You can enjoy your off days, but what, so I went to work right out of high school in a flour mill. And that, that was, 
I actually worked in a carpet mill. They paid me real good. And somebody gave me a security job, and I went from $7.50 an hour. This is, I'm talking back in 1988. All right, $7.50 an hour. And then I came, I came to pick my wife up one day uh, from work, and uh, showed her this uniform in the back, and I said, I got a new job. And she was like, what are you going to be doing in security work? Oh, great. How much does it pay? $3.50 an hour. $3.35. $3.35 an hour. So I went from $7.50 to $3.35. Why, why did I do that? Because of the carpet mill, I had to tie these little uh, yarn. Like you had all these spindles going, this machine. And I would tie one spindle to the next spindle so it would start spinning again. And you had to go around. And, and I did one machine. And man, when they released me on my own, it was difficult getting one machine to, to not start spinning off. You know what I mean? Because if you didn't tie it, it just started, the machine started going crazy and spinning off. So then all of a sudden they told me one night, well, you know you've got to go up to three machines. And I thought, no, I do not have to go up to three machines. <laughs> I was not gifted at tying those things to get my fingers. I got big fingers and big hands. And they did not work like that. And, and so I went and got a security job. And then, then I went to uh, a, a, a flour mill. And I was doing pretty good for back then. I was making about 8 bucks an hour. I think I had the option for They were offering me a job that paid $14 an hour. But this job, she said days off is important. This job, when they told you it was seven days, it was seven days. And if they came in on Friday and said you're working Saturday and Sunday, nobody had a choice. It wasn't like, would you like to work Saturday and Sunday? There, that wasn't an option. And uh, you're working. If you're seven days, you're seven days. And, and so I was like, I don't want to work seven days a week, even as Jake said, and, and having that money. And I, I, had, I, I valued my off days. And so I like the money, but, you know, I also like to have an off day. How many work seven days a week or have? You know what, what I'm talking about. How many like to have your off days, though? I mean, I like to have my off days. And, and, and so you have to figure out things that you want because I was very unhappy doing that. So guess what I did? I took a job that paid $5 an hour. <laughs> and... Uh, and, but that ended up segueing into a lot of things I did medically. And, uh, and so I was happy with that decision at that time. They gave me lots of hours. I worked 80 hours a week. But I didn't complain too much because I still had two days a week off. And so anyways, we're talking about giftings tonight. Your gifting. Why is that important? Because if you can find your giftings in the kingdom, I think those can translate across your entire life. I have seen people find their giftings in the kingdom of God, and I have watched that translate into them being blessed in their secular life. And some of the giftings that they found in the kingdom of God would translate over into what they did as careers and in life. We have people right here I could lay out. I'm not going to tell you exactly what they are because that's their personal life, but I've seen it. I've watched it happen. And so it's important to find out who we are, what our talents are, what our skills are, what, what things God has called us to be. So I'm going to go back over that real quick. You've got a test. 
And we're going to go over some things first, but if there's an answer key to question one, goes one, two, all the way through 96. And how, somebody that was here earlier, how do you add these up? Across, not down. And, and so you get a number, and those are going to be the higher gifts. Now, if someone is gifted in uh, finance, Brother Munden is uh, almost a CPA. Sister Christie is almost a CPA. They're gifted in finance. They're gifted in numbers. Does that mean you can't be gifted in mercy? Or does that mean you can't be gifted? No, you're going to have multiple giftings. But the higher the numbers are going to tell, the more uh, that you are what more is more likely for you to enjoy. So Sister Crutchfield, why don't you start off with our scripture tonight. Okay, so um, the scripture tonight is there are some um, there are some giftings that are spiritual giftings, and then there are some giftings that are giftings, i.e. talents. And you have to realize the difference in those, and this test actually will help you um, sort of navigate some of that. Um, so some giftings, as we go into this, please remember, some are giftings um, from the Holy Ghost. Now the Bible says that he gifts you severally as he wills. So if you say, oh, I don't think I have a gift of the Spirit, well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you actually do. And sometimes you just need some wisdom and knowledge to figure out what that is because every one of us have giftings. Every one of us also have talents. And we, your talents may be easier sometimes for you to figure out, and sometimes your giftings may be a little more difficult, but this test, we hope, will help. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And I'll go ahead and read because that is what we call the gifts of the Spirit. Those are the supernatural giftings of the Spirit. Now, what the additional talents and giftings are, I'll read that. 1 Corinthians 12 and 28. And God hath set some in the church. First, apostles. Secondarily, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. The gifts of healing, helps, governments, and diversity of tongues. So when we think about that, all of us have been gifted spiritual giftings, and all of us have been gifted talents and those types of giftings. If you're an electrician, you are gifted to be able to use that talent in the secular world, potentially, as well as in the kingdom of God. And that's what this test will help us navigate. If you're an electrician, you already know that. But you may have the gifting of hospitality, and you're not aware yet. Or the gifting of helps, and you're not aware of that. I will say, you know, I look back in one of the things that I see in here. She mentioned electrician. And uh, I, I want to show you how what you do in the church can translate over into your, uh, your Monday through Friday, your weekly life. 
we were building a church here, and we had a contractor come in, and, and we hired him to build the church. We got a delay because of the city, so in that season, uh, uh, someone came to me and wanted to said, you know what, I'll help, I'll help out. You've already got the contractor there. Have him build me three houses and uh, find the property and build the three houses and I'll pay him such and such and uh, we'll sell the houses and if you'll manage everything, we'll, we'll kind of be partners and I'll provide the money, you provide the, the labor, you know, the on-site things. So we did that and it ended up for five years, I ended up building houses, something I'd never done Something that, and, and, but in the midst of, it, when we built the first three, I was like, you know, we, we've got everything set up, everybody set up. So for about five years, we did that. And, uh, but do you see how, what I, I, the only way that happened was through the kingdom of God. The only way that happened was because uh, we were doing something in the church and there was this space, this lag time. And all of a sudden, God blessed in the midst of that. And I was able to learn. So I don't do that anymore, but I was able, I wouldn't go back and unlearn the blessings and the things that I learned. So you never know. The first gift, though, that we're kind of going to go over the gifts, and then we're going to let you test. Okay? And, and that way, if you want to test here, you can test here, but it's not something questions. You've got kids that have got to be at school. I understand that. You can take those home. I, I do, if you're able, if you're comfortable releasing the test to us, that's great. If you want to keep it to yourself as just a personal thing, that's fine too. Because what we want to do is we want to connect uh, our leaders with people that have giftings in their areas. Because what month is it? Where do you yes, build? we want to plug you in somewhere. All right, so as we go through these, I'm going to kind of ask some of some of our veterans, you know, where, where, where you fit and what you found in your life that you've done. The first thing that we want to talk about is the gifts of helps. Does anybody feel like you have the gifts of helps? Sister Courtney, Nana, Sister Hall. What do you think the gifts of help? What what would you think the gifts of help would be? Anybody? Sister Drake. To support whatever whatever the event is, absolutely. So uh, the definition goes: the ability to invest the talents one has in their life in ministry to other members of the body, thus enabling those others to increase the effectiveness of their own spiritual gifts and ministries. So, so I've got one here uh, on here on the list. Y'all got the list, right? You see that? Transportation. Uh, Bro Brother Hall uh, went tonight on the van and, and would, you know, that helped. And, and he uh, was able to provide transportation to the church tonight. And then a, a little Christian education helper. And, and, do we have any that help in, in our Sunday school and our children's ministries? Sister, all right, so I've got three. Sister Parks, Jen, that, that's good. That, that's our helps. But that, that's not just church building repair. You know, I'll say this about Nana. Uh, you know, I've always been like, uh, get in the church, get in where you fit in. We've always talked about that and taught that, and, and that's important. 
And, and sometimes you got to do something to do something. You know what I mean? you you got to start somewhere. It may not be exactly what you want to do, but you'll find what you want to do through doing what you can. And you'll find what you want to do through doing what you can. But so through here, you know, you may have, you may not realize you love working with little children. And pastor says, can you help out in the nursery? And, and you're like, whoa, no. <laughs> Anybody ever been like that? Whoa. And, and, and yet, I'm going to tell you, every time I've went in with the little ones, I have had a blast. I, don't do, I haven't done it much. I mean, uh, I've only got a few times, but we have done it. And uh, they've crawled all over me as I sat in the floor, and we just absolutely had a blast. Uh, they asked me to teach a children's, a vacation Bible school session. So we created some outfits and came in here, and, and I was what? I was Bob. Yeah. And we had fun with the kids. You don't always know what you're going to enjoy doing sometimes until you're in the midst of doing it. Until you're in the midst of doing it. So the helps ministry. Next is? Next is leadership. John 13, 12 through 15. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was sent down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Ye call me Master and Lord. And ye say, Well, so for so I am. If I then... If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done. Um, this one is leadership. And how do you know if you're a leader? There's an old saying. Anybody? Go ahead, sis. Right. Okay, that's good. That's good. Because you have to be a good follower before you're ever going to be a good leader. But how do you know if you're a leader? Is somebody following you? That's how you know you're a leader. If you turn around and somebody's like, I just want to be just like you when I grow up. Or I just want to do what you do. Or I want to be like you. Or I want... Guess what? You're a leader whether you meant to be or not. Sometimes you are just naturally gifted by God to lead. And it may not be, it may not be pastor in a church, but it might be, you know, leading young people. You know, like Sister Angie, obviously, she is obviously a leader. Because when she turns around, she has people following her. <laughs> you know, and that's awesome. She has a natural gifting in leadership. So just look around. Is somebody following you? You probably have that gift. I remember Christian came out uh, not a while back, and uh, he, he, I've seen him several times, and he, he, he's got these creative businesses that he's, yeah. he's got his entrepreneur, entrepreneur, something like that. Entrepreneur spirit uh, about him. But the cool thing is, is all, all the years that I've known him, he's also brought somebody in with him. I'd always see him with a younger man uh, out there and, and he's sharing what he's learned with them. So that's leadership. That's leadership. And uh, I, I even think, you know, I see uh, Billy Brother Wilson's son back there he, managing a barber shop. You know, leadership. If you're going to be put in places that you're going to be in leadership. Now when you're young, 
you may not automatically find this, but I guarantee you, even while you're young, you're going to see certain leader. If you're if you have a gifting in leadership, you're going to see certain things that are going to say, you know what, you're a leader. Now, what are you a leader in? We'll have to figure that out as we go along. But but leadership is important because you look around, people are following. You got to lead just, them in the right. Winnie said that about young people. Um, Christabel. Christabel is a leader. She has little ones following her. You know, and you may not even think like, oh, well, I'm a leader in my family, but she is because she's the oldest. And so she probably, God is probably developing leadership skills in her that maybe she doesn't even realize like they're there. But that's what this is for. This will help, you know, navigate and guide, you know, to help you go, oh, wait, maybe I am, you know, called to leadership. And not even uh, age. You know, Christabel is the elder. But I have seen sometimes when you've got several brother and sister, I've seen the one that's two years younger, even the one that's six years younger, say, I'm leading this. And, uh, and, and so they, it, your age doesn't have to be. But, but So I want to ask you this. Has God called you into some form of leadership? Is that part of God's plan for your life? Young people, has God called you to be a leader? And if he has, yes, there's a certain amount of clowning around you're going to do in life. But you got to make sure that clowning around doesn't get in the way of what God's calling in your life is. And, it, it, and so you, you've got to make up your mind. You know, when we're young and we're around friends and we're impressionable, but you've got to realize if you're called to be a leader, then the impressionability to some degree has to be put on stop sometimes. So you can be, become the person in a group that becomes the one that gives the impression that everybody else follows because you're a leader and God's wanting to do something in your life. And in turn, God does something in their life through you because you were willing to be that leader. Amen. So after leadership is hospitality. How many are gifted in hospitality? Brother Banks, I, Brother Manna. Manna, gifted in hospitality. What's, what's that mean, Brother Banks? Welcoming. Welcoming. All right. We went over to Brother Banks' house, and man, he had, they had everything laid out. And it, it, beautiful, lots of things, and, and, and it was just a great time. They were very hospitable. And, and so we've got to have hospitality. That can be a gift. The ability How does that to translate into the church? That would be ushers, greeters, um, guest follow-up, cooking, serving. All of those translate in hospitality into the church. Host, hostess, banquet server, uh, all of those things. Hospitality ministry. And Sister Rhoda, you meet people that work in the hospitality ministry to help. Do you, do you need people? in that ministry absolutely absolutely coffee shop that's another hospitality ministry because you're serving that's just a ministry that your heart is just you know you just want to serve yeah absolutely next one service <laughs> all right so first peter 4 and 10 as every man hath received the gift even so, minister to the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. 
Um, you pretty much know if you have a servant's heart. Um, we all should have a servant's heart to some degree. But some people, it is like just pumped up on steroids. That is just who they are, and it just comes out in every single thing they do. They are just servants, and they just have that heart. Um, in the church, that can be translated into um, church landscaping, church office work, um, vacation Bible school, set up, tear down, cleaning. Those are all service, you know, the gifts of service. And that's what you give yourself unto. You make yourself available. Like when we have a dinner, you can tell your people that have a servant's heart because they're the ones that are like, oh, I'm going to wipe these tables down. I'm busting these tables down. Brother Dave, where do these tables go? You know, and that you can just automatically tell, you know, those people that have that servant's heart. Yeah. Administration. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. God has said some in the church, first apostles. Secondarily, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. We're different. Each one of us are different. Your, your callings, your talents are different. God put things in you naturally. Some things you have naturally. Now, we, we pastor a lot of veterans, a lot of soldiers here. So, some things were natural, but a lot of times soldiers most likely learn to become leaders uh, through the military because the military I know has a very uh, a very regimented structure uh, way of leadership and, and, and it's a great place to learn leadership I believe uh, some of the military can tell you if it's a great place to do that or not but uh, administration so what's the difference in administration and leadership if you're some, some of you are called to leadership Young people, some of you are going to be great leaders one day, but some people aren't necessarily called to leadership, but perhaps they're called to administration. What do you think the difference in leadership and administration is? Assist the leader. That's good, absolutely. Any, any others? Behind the scenes, absolutely. Leadership. me 
when we built this church, I was in the old church behind the pulpit. And one Sunday night, I, I just felt it in the Holy Ghost. God's going, uh, God told me, if you'll build that church next door that I've been talking to you about, I'll pay it off from outside. And, and, and so I laid out a vision. We marched around this, what's now the church. And, and, and we dug holes and put stuff in there that by faith and, and we would have our prayer and praise. We, we'd come out of here and have church on this section. Just all kinds of things. But as much as vision is important and we've got to have vision, if I'm just casting vision, then it's just going to go. But when we have administration, when we have people that are gifted in administration, that's when they dot the I's and cross the T's to that vision. Pharaoh had a dream, a vision. But Pharaoh brought Joseph on to be the administrator of that vision. Pharaoh was the leader at that time. But if you'll look, all of a sudden it was Joseph that God brought to that place to where Joseph was able to lead them in administration. So perhaps maybe you're not the one that wants to get behind the pulpit and say we're going to do this or lead a department and say we're going to do this. But man, you're the one that wants to iron out all the details of it. Give me the pen and paper. Give me the spreadsheet. Let me work it out. Administration. How many are gifted in administration? How many believe that's one of your gifting? One, two, just two. We need some more administration. I'm not raising his hand. I'm calling brother out. All right, administration, administration. And, and, and so that's a gifting of administration. Church office work, ministry assistant, newsletter, policy and procedure. Who wants to work on policies and procedures? See, for me, but for her, it, 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 it's great. Let's do it. Let, let's Structure all, makes but it, so it, happy. it needs to happen. Those things need to happen. And, and, and so administration is very important. Discernment. Oh, okay. 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. Um, <clears throat> discernment. This is a gift of the Spirit. So, um, you can have a natural discernment that the Lord gives you. But then you can also have a supernatural spirit of discernment. Um, and there is, there is a difference. You know that mama's intuition or that daddy's intuition... That may not necessarily be a spiritual gift from the Holy Ghost, but it's a gift from God. And you're sort of like, hmm, something like that's not right. I'm not feeling that. Something's off, something, whatever. That is discernment. And that is a spirit of discernment. Um, then when it gets supernatural, it's sort of just like supersonic, superseded, just that little gut feeling. You're just like, oh, no, I know in the Holy Ghost. You know, and there's a difference in that. And you're gonna you're gonna know. I've heard people when I've taught this lesson, I've heard people say that they just had that feeling. They just knew in their spirit, even from being a little child, 
that they're just like, oh, something, you know, I don't want to go play at that house or I don't want to go, I don't want to go. You know, that's discernment. When you start feeling like, oh, something, or on the opposite side of that, when you, when everybody maybe, you know, maybe feeling one way, but you're like, you know what, I, I feel God in that. I feel the Lord is is ordering, you know, my steps to do that or whatever it is. That's also discernment. It can be good or bad. So don't get all hung up on my like, oh, it's, you know, the spiritual, you know, the dark side of things. Uh, it can be good too. Yeah, I, I think discernment is one of those giftings that you have to have in certain areas yes. that you're called to. Yeah. Uh, mamas, daddies, families. I mean, as a parent, has your kid ever come home with somebody that was just polite as could be? as nice as could be, had all the manners, but you picked up on something that wasn't right. Any moms or daddies right out there? And, and, and you knew just that, I don't know, mother's intuition that, that this is not good for my kid. And how many, how many put a stop to it? <laughs> how many just let it play out? And did it end up being right? And, and, and so sometimes in the kingdom of God, not not here, but somewhere between the North Pole and South Pole, uh, somebody came in to a church one time, and they were they were going to cause trouble, and the, certain people came up to the pastor and was like, ah, "Pastor, something's wrong there. Pastor, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah." But you know, we and, and ultimately, what happened? There was something. But did did everybody know it? No. no. No, because not everyone has the gift of discernment. Uh, next. Can I add to that? If you do have the gift of discernment, God didn't necessarily give it to you to share that with everybody. Um, so, like, if you feel something, that doesn't mean that you go tell 12 people. That means that you be spiritual with that gifting and you take that to prayer. Don't, don't let your gifting become a sin. <laughs> and, and to where you go commit gossip because then uh, your gifting was in vain. Um, so the next one, the, I love this. This is exciting. This is a gifting that I have, I feel. Faith. What's faith? What, what do you think the gift of faith is? Where, where, where are y'all at? Where's my elders at? They're quiet tonight. I'm fixing to start calling on you. Brother Parks, what is the gift of faith? You're not going to quote that scripture. <laughs> I figured it was falling. Well, it's good. Pastor, I've got to have faith. Could you imagine having a pastor that had no faith? 
Sister Joy, though, she, she's got faith. Man, I tell you what, she was praying for me after I had my heart attack. And I was like, oh man, Sister Joy, I got to go to heaven one day. <laughs> well, the way she was praying, I, I mean, I was going to live till I was 199. <laughs> but she's got faith. We got to have faith. Faith is what, in the church, people come in here hopeless. And they need hope. People come in here helpless and they need help. They come in here and their life has not been a life of faith. And so sometimes we've got to believe to a level that will usher in the gift of faith into the house of God. To where sometimes somebody that is struggling with cancer and they're down, when it happens to you, that gift of faith becomes more difficult. When it happens to you, that gift of faith becomes more difficult. I, recent, I, I recently had a pastor that's going through a health thing, he's a man of faith, but he, he told me, he's like, Brother Crutchfield, when it happens to you, it's a whole lot different. And I say, yes, sir, it is. But that's what the body of Christ is for. We need people of faith that God surrounds us with so when I have a heart attack, instead of staying down, I got somebody that says, God's not finished with you yet. Right. And, and God's got greater things in store for your life. Why? Right. That stirs me up. That, that stirs you up. We've got to have that gift. Of, has anybody got the gift of faith in here? Not extraordinary level of believing. Amen. Sister Ball, not raising her hand over here, but trust me, she has got an extraordinary level of We've called her struggling in a situation. We needed a prayer, and man, she starts to trust me. Faith, 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 a high level of faith. And, and you've got a high level of faith. We all need that level of faith, but sometimes... People of faith need the gift of faith from, from you. From you. You might be the one, you're like, oh, Dr. Parks. You know, he's got this level of faith. Now, I, but God put something in your spirit that says, go tell him everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. And, and, and you're coming through this victorious and God's going to exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask, bless you. And you don't know what he's going through. And, but, but because you went to him, it stirred up. It connected with his gift of faith. And, and when the two gifts of faith connected, all of a sudden you who were going through, he who was going through something, now is able to overcome whatever he was going through. Why? Because you have a gift of faith. God wants to use you. God wants to use many of you in the gift of faith. Oh, hallelujah. That extra, the ability to discern with extraordinary confidence the will and purpose of God and propel the body of believers into actively claiming the promises of God. Y'all see what the first one on there is? Prayer ministries. And healing ministry, compassion ministry, 
prayer partners, altar workers, care ministries, visitation. We, if you've got no faith, maybe you ought to do something besides, you know, the prayer ministry. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's bad. I know it's going to get worse. I don't know if we can make it, but Lord, help us. you got, you got to have a gift of faith. All right, God, it, it might be bad right now, but you're going to do something. We trust you. We have faith for the parts. him over the visitation ministry, right? <laughs> just a matter of time. That's right, faith. we got to have faith. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. Next. Music! Woo! Yeah! enjoy music. All the music, folks. Yes, let me hear you. All right. Psalm 150. Praise you, the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud-sounding cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Because music ministers so well and so deeply. And when the anointing is upon the music ministry, it just destroys yokes and it breaks things and it puts ambushments around the enemy. And I mean, the devil's got to go and all kinds of things happen. When the, ministry, when the music ministry is amazing and where it should be, as well as, let me couple that with the media. Let me couple that with sound. Let me couple that with all the things that go into that, whether it's lighting, whether it's sound, whether it's media, whether it is worship. You know, we just had the worship, um, the music worship, the music ministry workshop, and the Lord had dealt with me about the importance of from the pulpit to the back door ministry in music. You may not be called to play the piano, but you might be called to be a spark plug in worship. Do you realize that's still ministry in music? I refer to Brother Parks as that because when Brother Parks gets up here and he starts worshiping, the Holy Ghost is moving because he's a spark plug. He may not be on the platform singing with a microphone, but he is still in the music ministry because he's a worshiper. And it starts breaking things in the spirit when he starts worshiping. That's still music ministry. That's still powerful. And it's just a different thing. When we think of music, we automatically think of, you know, musicians and singers and those kinds of things. But the Lord dealt with me about pulpit to the back door. We're all a part, a, a certain part of the music ministry. And I just, yeah, music. Right. Yes. So I want to quickly go through some of these. Uh, but... Because I want, I want to do something I feel. Uh, we've got music. How many feel that you are gifted within music areas, musical areas? One, two, three, four. 
Nobody back over here. Five, six. Nobody over in here. <laughs> Some of the faces are awesome. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard Jade in the van. I know she's. What was it that we were singing on the way back? It was a. Uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How does that go? You know what I'm talking about? You remember the song I'm talking about? I don't know, I can't remember. You can't remember. I put you on the spot. All right. Elijah. He's a prophet. <laughs> Are you gifted in music? No. No. Oh, God. Hold on a second. Languages and tongues. What is that? Has anyone ever been used in the gift of tongues? Or the gift of interpretation? Gift of tongues. Sister Parks, you've been used in the gift of interpretation of tongues? One time. Gift of tongues. Tongues and interpretation. Tongues and interpret tongues and interpretation. <laughs> tongues and interpretation. Alright. So so the the ability to divinely speak an anointed message in a language one has never learned. Its purpose is an evangelistic tool for spreading the gospel and that will be interpreted for the edification, exhortation, and comfort of the church body or an individual believer. Often it happens. Uh, it's got you feel the presence of God come into the room and it almost it goes from like this big service everything's happening worship's going on and it's almost like they're just a sudden doesn't always happen like this there's just sudden hush that comes over the congregation and then there's this boldness that will come out of sometimes even the quietest person and you hear this just uh, bold language come out and then when it finishes in a few minutes uh, this is me saying God's already given someone an interpretation or told them he was going to use it but he has to stir up their faith for a little while so there's like this delay often can I get an amen y'all know what I'm talking about and, 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 and then an interpretation comes forward now I'm going to say this then the person uh, somebody's going to be in the congregation with discernment because they're going to be like, I'm in agreement with that. I felt that before I walked in. I, I knew God was going to say something like that, do something like that. And, uh, and then the next one is miracles. The ability to serve as a human intermediary through whom it pleases God to perform acts that are perceived by observers. Has anybody ever been used in miracles? Brother Parks, Sister Duvall, Sister Joy, all right, and, and, and many, many were here when we had our miracle, and, and, and God, I think I showed you the picture on Sunday, we didn't have it on Sunday, we've got it now, though. it'll show you in a few minutes, but you know, when I came out that side door, the Holy Ghost spoke to me on the platform and said, if you build a church, I'm going to send it in from outside and pay for it. And a year after that sir the the big service one of the big services we had two hundred seventy five thousand dollars right there. Yes. God came it was a miracle. Yes. It was a miracle. Yes. God. You see it right there, right up to the Bible, to the gospel church, and, and God did it. We we got to experience it. I've gotten to experience other miracles in my life. Uh, then craftsmanship. How many's been used in craftsmanship? I, I, I've been used in craftsmanship that might not be the craftiest. You know what I mean? That's, that's, 
I, I can build things. I, I put some boards on the walls, but I mean, they're not going to, I'm going to use a lot of caulk to make it look real good because it's the, the corners aren't going to meet up just right. But hey, I, I, I can be crafty. It's not my gifting. All right, it's not my gifting. And uh, Sister Heather in a different kind of crafting. And uh, Sister Christie's crafty. And uh, any others are, are in craftsmanship. All right. Hmm? All right. And then healing. The ability to serve as a human intermediary through whom God's healing power is applied to another person's physical or emotional needs. Spiritually, what would healing be? Instant. Okay. But but how how does that work often? What was that? Say that again. Oh, is it even Sorry. None of the gifts work. None of the gifts work without prayer. Hallelujah! You can you can try to fool some of the people some of the time, but you're not going to fool all the people all the time. If you don't have a consistent prayer line, <laughs> you're, you're not being used in the gift. The gift of healing is usually for those like um, Sister Janice, um, definitely pastor. They're visiting the sick, um, and that's not just physical, that's mental, emotional, and that's instant deliverance. This is not, when we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, this is not something that you walk around with every day. Let's be clear. Um, the gifts of the Spirit is a supernatural download in the Holy Ghost. Because the scripture says there's given to every man a measure of faith. We all have that. But when we're talking about the gift, then this is a supernatural download. And God is about to do something instantly. Amen. Amen. That's good. And, and so the gift of healing. We can have the gift of healing, the supernatural gift the gift in the church, but who is used in the gift of healing? Who is used? And, and I'm just going to say, anybody can be used in the gift of healing. But I have seen multiple times uh, Brother, I believe it was Brother Johnson that came through, uh, and he had a massive heart attack, open heart surgery, and he said since then, God has miraculously used me to lay hands on people that had had a, that were having heart problems or had recently had heart problems, and He would pray for them and God would heal them. Uh, people that have been through cancer battles have also been used later in the gift of uh, gifts of healing. And, and then for me, I was talking earlier when we came in here about how sometimes. What you do in the kingdom will translate outside the kingdom. You could find that if you were used in the gift of healing, just because of this care and concern that you have for someone's emotional well-being or spiritual well-being, you could see that translate from the carnal to the spiritual and the spiritual to the carnal. What do you mean by that? I was a paramedic before I received the Holy Ghost. And I automatically, when I came in the church, I had a care and a concern 
Flip side, Brother Parks was in the motor pool when he came in church. Right? And, but now he is a counselor. And I don't think it's just by accident. I think it's because of care, compassion that he had in the church. Perhaps God using him at times in the gift of healing, praying with people, that he ended up just going completely uh, deep into degrees and all kinds of stuff. And now he's Dr. Parks. And uh, but because of that. But before that, it was a spiritual thing. Does that make sense? Do y'all see how do y'all see how the giftings of God can translate into our young people? Finding out what your giftings are, what your callings are, not just your spiritual giftings, but your giftings in the church. Things you're talented to do. Things God's just naturally talented you to do. Uh, it, it'll translate into the church. It'll translate out of the church. Now, let's, not out of the church, but outside of the church. Meaning, uh, you'll, you'll be uh, doing those things. You'll find yourself doing things. I've seen people start businesses because they were good at doing things. Now, just make sure if God blesses you with a gifting, hear me, God blesses you with a gift and it, and then He allows you to be blessed with that gift outside the church. He's doing that to bless the kingdom. Because it's all part of the kingdom. It's all part of the kingdom. And if you take that gifting that God gave you and you go outside of the kingdom, I can't promise you God's going to always bless that gifting. I'll throw an example. Music. God blesses you. God teaches you how to play the keyboard or to play the guitar or to play the organ or to sing songs. It's for the kingdom. Now you go... Get eye pie in the sky, and you think you're going to be Celine Dion, and you go start singing worldly carnal things, and, and, and you just kind of walk away from your faith. Do you think God? You think that's going to be the blessings of God? You're going you're going to find your giftings going to hurt you in the long run because it's all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. And God wants to use you in the kingdom. Now, I said sometimes, you know, God will use you. I, I have a desire to help sick people. I have a desire to pray for people and see them heal. And, and, and also to be used in other ways in healing. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to be used in the gift of healing. Nor does it mean that if you absolutely... Brother Banks is a hazardous material specialist, but God can use him in the gift of healing if God chooses to use him in the gift of healing. Amen? So, so with that, then what I want to do here, uh, Jaden, come down here real quick. What, what are you gifted in? Come here. Come on. What's, what? Music? Tongues, miracles, craftsmanship, craftsmanship. All right. So you and Sister Heather are going to go up here and put these pieces to the puzzle. Okay? Y'all come on. Y'all are craftsmanship. Y'all are 
Y'all are just working. You just, just, just acting. It's so they're they're gifted in craftsmanship. All right, brother Banks, come bring, be the preacher for us. Really? You knew I was going to ask you to do that. Come on. All right. Sister Navala, you're going to be the healing. Oh, you, you kind of got your hands full, don't you? Yeah. All right, come on up. Come on up. This gift of healings. All right, all three of them. Gift of healings. Now, now, Brother Anthony is sick tonight. All right, I'm just kind of showing you how this works. All right, how these gifts work. Not that sick. Uh, I got something internal you know about. Brother Parks has, has a gift of healings also. Or no, he's miracles. He's miracles. And she's healings, he's miracles. And uh, music. Music. Who, who, who's gifted in me? Christabel, come up here. Music. And... Uh, All right, so I want to show, stand right up there. I want to show y'all how this works. All right, we come in here. We come in on Sunday morning. It's 10 minutes till, and they are finishing. And they come down. It's all together. It's all, it's all right. Oh, yeah, I don't have a, a Sister Joy. Uh, it's 10 till on Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. Brother Munden. He is administrating. Stand up. Come up here. He is walking around with his pen and his piece of paper, and he is making sure everybody is in place. She is practicing her song. What was that song? I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. No? What song? No, what's that? What's that? Uh, the Toby Mac song. You don't remember? Y'all were able to sing it when we are going to... Hmm? Anybody know what I'm talking about? No? They were singing it all summer. No? Nobody remembers? Okay, sing something. Okay. Alright, so so we're, help is on the help is on the what that we got y'all forgot that song? My goodness. So, so she's practicing her song. He's getting ready to preach. He's got the gift of miracles. And he's, God's already letting him know. He's already being stirred up. She has a gift of healing. She is praying. But she is praying with the gift of faith. She is believing God is going to heal somebody today. Today. He is going around making sure everybody is in place. And, and, and making sure she's ready. No, not a good idea. He is making sure everybody is in place. He's like, bro, you got everything ready. You need have you gotten with Brother Steve? Make sure he's got your scriptures. And uh, making sure he, everything's good to go. He, he's, sis, 
uh, we're believing there's going to be healing. You're going to be in, you're going to be ready, brother. If a miracle comes comes today, we we got all, all these details. All, all these eyes are dotted. Teachers, you all see what I'm saying though. This is, you don't always see this, but this is happening. All these things. She's been practicing. She's been praying. She's been seeking the Lord. Why? So that she'll be anointed and gifted. Anointed. Why is that important? Because she, if she gets up there and she's playing in E flat and she's singing in C, and it, everybody's going to be like. But if it's in the right key, it's going to be like. Now, I'm, I'm not saying everything's got to be perfect to have a move of God, but I am promising you the devil will get into the details the moment he can and, 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 and everything will start going wrong. And if you don't have somebody with that gift of faith walking around praying in Jesus' name, you're supposed to be walking around with the gift of faith. Start you keep going. There you go. Keep going. In Jesus' name, you're going to do a miracle. You're going to do a miracle. And, and, and then we can look and, and, and we've got... Uh, we're still administrating, right? I don't see you. We're still administrating. And, 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 and we've got Sister Roe Hospitality come up here. She has, have, have you ever walked in, in church and, and she's making sure, you know, all these chairs are straightened out? Why? Because if you are a melancholy, if you are one of those detailed, meticulous persons, people, it will drive you nuts that. Everything's not in order. So she's finishing that last little bit. And she's making sure, okay, right there. It got moved. Come here for a second. Move it. Move it right there. And she comes back by. And she comes back by and puts it right back there. And it straightens it right back up. Because that's, she's making sure that's her gifting. That's what she's been called to do. And Sister Janice is making sure somebody's got help. And, and, and Sister Christy, she goes to Brother Nick and Sister Christine, and y'all need help with the kids today. And, and uh, I, I am here. You just let me know. Uh, have, have Melody come sit with me. And, and, you know, it, it, that's, <laughs> give me five. Actually, you give me five. <laughs> that's what all right, and, 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 and so hospitality is going on, and, and service is going on, and, and, and she, everything is, y'all see this all happening, and craftsmanship is going on, and, and, and so now music, sing for me. Now you're not shy. I know that. I know that. Sing for me. Amazing grace, how sweet thou sing. Victory is mine. What do you know? Because I know you guys sing that now. So blessed, I'm so blessed. Got this heartbeat in my chest. I want to sing. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So blessed, I'm so blessed. Can y'all stand and worship me? And she's walking around by faith. And, and all the craftsmanship stuff is perfect and spot on and in detail. And Sister Rachel, everything is laid out just right. 
and, 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 and he's believing God for miracles, and she feels like somebody's going to be healed, and he's got making sure that she's up there singing at the right time, and he's already went to him. And when she finishes singing, I want you to start preaching, right? And, and, and so that's that's administrative. Do y'all see what I'm talking about? It's administrative. And Brother Hall walks in, and he brings Brother Cruz to church. And Brother Cruz comes in and he's lifting up. He didn't just bring Brother Cruz. He brought Brother Anthony who needs a healing go back there. And he brought them to church and they're in here. And Brother Steve's got a PowerPoint on talking about healing. And then all of a sudden she finishes. Y'all can be seated in Jesus' name. And she finishes. And he grabs the mic because the administrator told him, hey, when she finishes, you get the mic and you go. And he tells you, God is a healer. God is a healer. Go ahead. We believe that she's blessed today. We're blessed. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. You're preaching. You're good. All right. You can uh, give him a hand. Where, where, did my, where did the healer, where did the miracle worker go? And all of a sudden the preaching finishes and Christabel comes back up and she's finishing her song and, and, and she's praying and she's coming up and it's altar time and it's time to pray. And, and Brother Anthony comes walking down and, and believing that God is going to heal him and, and, and all of a sudden the healer gets the oil out with the miracle worker and we combine miracles and we combine healing and we start laying hands up praying for this brother as James says and God is moving and the spirit of God is moving and the, the, the church is the church is unified because we feel the presence of God and because we feel this level of faith that has been brought in here and because of praying and practice details in place going on in the spiritual realm. 
was shifting from teaching and learning and, and studying to, to seeking and, and desiring for God to do a work in our life. Would you come? I, I'm, you, there, there's some young men, young women, older men, older women alike, that God loves you. God's using you. And God's been really reaching for you to search diligently after Him in what He wants to do. Would you just lift your hands and would you just ask the Lord, God, here I am. If you can use anything, you can use me. If you can use anything, you can use me. The Lord loves you. His hands upon your life. Young people, they're still in, in the pews right now. God loves you. you got so many gifts and so many talents that, that He wants you to put to work. That He wants you to put to use. And, 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 and so there, there are some things that go along with that. And, and, and He wants to use you. But there, and there is commitment that you have to make. But I believe there's some people here ready to make a commitment. Ready not just to seek after Him, but ready to commit to Him. God, whatever it takes, I want to do it to be used in Your kingdom. To be used for Your glory. And, and I want you to seek after the Lord. Brother Steve's finding some music right now. I want you just to seek after the Lord and His presence. And I want you to make your way up here and, and, and take a few minutes. You, you'll be able to take your test home. You'll be able to figure it out. We'll talk about it. We'll email those things. But and I believe you're going to go home and take time and go through these questions and answers. But I believe it's going to provide revelation for some of you. But right now, I just want you to seek after Him with a soft, mobile heart. Seek after Him and what He's calling you to do in this hour. Seek after Him and His plan and His will. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
give him praise right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God, I worship you. I exalt you. Come on. Lift up your faith in here tonight. God, I magnify you. God, I believe tonight, Jesus, that you're doing miracles, that you're doing amazing things, God. Oh, we exalt you. We exalt you. Praise God. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise right here. I believe that the Lord was in this tonight. I know it's different, and uh, but I believe that God's speaking to people about where He wants to use them. If you're online tonight, uh, please let us know if you want to be a part. You've heard the message uh, related to these. The testing we can send you by email. Uh, real quick, some of the ones we did not cover that we did not get to. Giving, mercy, wisdom, knowledge, exhortation, teaching, pastor, shepherd, apostleship, missionary, prophecy, evangelism, prayer, and intercession. All those are important, and we can go on, we can go deeper on them, and we'll probably do an online session that goes deeper into that. Uh, but one of the things I want to mention, one of the gifts is mercy. Mercy. You know, sometimes people in life can just be judgmental. People in life can be merciless. But in the church, in the kingdom of God, there needs to be people that have that are gifted in mercy. People that are able to put themselves in other people's shoes. Understand the kind of mistakes they've fallen into and encourage them to be there to help them on the way out. Take your test. I talked to you about that. And remember, add them up across, not down. Add them up across, not down. So you got your answer sheet and add them up this way. Total and the ones that have the most are perhaps the giftings that you should pray about. The things, it's not going to clear cut say, you got this one thing. But what it's going to do is going to give you, it's going to condense your prayer list down to maybe pray about five things instead of praying about 55 things. And uh, so hopefully that will help in that way. Thank y'all for being here tonight. We love y'all. God bless you. Uh, our ushers are going to be at the back door tonight to receive tithes and offerings. Uh, continue to pray if you're praying. Continue to seek the Lord if you're seeking the Lord tonight. Take your test home, do those. We love you, and we will see you at one of the events this week or on Sunday morning. And uh, God bless you in Jesus' name.